Hello, and welcome to Storyteller In-Depth, a podcast where we go behind the scenes to learn more about the School of Communication, Media Arts, and Designs, People, Places, and Things. I'm your host, Pat Quigley, and in today's episode, we have Kamaj Silva, an entrepreneur who has created multiple successful businesses, which have led him to some exciting experiences, including being on Dragon's Den, which Kamaj will share a little bit later. This is such a great episode, so be sure to stick around. Thank you, Kamaj, so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. So as someone with experience in the marketing industry and then changing gears and becoming a successful entrepreneur, which we'll explore in just a little bit, can you introduce yourself to our listeners, share a little bit about what your career has looked like so far and what it looks like currently? Uh, yeah. So uh, Kamaj Silva is my full name. Uh currently doing a bunch of stuff in Toronto and the US as well. Um, I think I started my career, uh, I would say the stepping stone to my career would be Centennial College. So I, gr- I graduated from uh, the children's media program in 2012, it's a lifetime ago. Uh, it just feels like yesterday though. So that program got me into working with a company called Phase 4 Films. Uh, they were a Canadian uh, independent film distributor. And that led me to working for Entertainment One, E1 Films, as we all know it, one of the biggest distributors in the film theatrical distribution game. So was there for about five years. Um, so I was laid off from uh, E1 in 2016. Um, so at that point, I decided to do my own thing. Uh, started a company called Sneakertub, which is the world's first uh, sneaker subscription platform. Um, then that led me into opening a retail location called Milk Toronto. Uh, that led me into opening a couple of other online stores. Uh, one is the Dairy Club. Uh, there's one called the Retro Sneaker Club. Uh, now I am the head of creative for a marketing agency called uh, Sequence, uh, based in Toronto as well. Uh, and I have a couple of uh, tech companies. Uh, one is Appier. Uh, it's turning Shopify stores into Shopify, shoppable Shopify app. So that's my latest uh, venture into tech. Yeah, I've been around the block, done a bunch of things, um, and had my hand in very different parts. Wow, you are a busy guy. Holy. <laughs> I also have two kids and a big dog. So <laughs> busy. So, you know, not enough to do the wine. You got to do more at home. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so take us through the journey of building your company sneaker tub back in 2016 and then milk Toronto two years later in 2018. Yes, what inspired correct. you to create these companies? Um, so I was, so with sneaker tub, basically it was when I was laid off from E1, uh, I was, uh, I've told this story many times in other podcasts, but I'll repeat it for you guys. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a good story. Uh, I was going home. Uh, so when you get basically when they when companies lay you off, I don't know how uh, how much of that happens still, but I'm sure it does. Um, they basically give you like a taxi chit to go home, like a free taxi chit. Uh, it's uh, so I, I had the taxi chit. I was going home in a taxi, checking my bank balance. At seven hundred dollars in my bank account, I'm like, uh, this is not even gonna be enough to make the mark next mortgage payment. Uh, but I, I went for a couple of interviews too, uh, for other companies, but I'm like, at this point in my life, I've been in marketing for the last six, seven years, five, six years. Um, 
I wanted to do something on my own because I have I haven't really uh, built a company, but I was pretty interested in entrepreneurship and uh, working for myself. Uh, bit of a rebel from uh, from my childhood, I guess. Like I don't like to listen to anyone or take uh, <laughs> take commands from anyone. So I'm like, ah, why don't I try um, doing it myself? Um, so. I was a big fan of sneakers and I was a big fan of subscription boxes. So I used to subscribe to this subscription box called NerdBlock. I don't think it exists anymore. Um, they were a Canadian company based out of Whitby. Um, and I've done I've done a bit of promo work with them when I was at E1 um, as a promotions manager. So like, oh, no one has this for sneakers. So let me try and build this thing. Um, so I basically didn't have any money. So $700 went into uh, SEO. It went into uh, web development. Uh, basically, I developed the website myself. Uh, and I, I would say the majority of the $700 went in for inventory. Um, inventory as in I used to go shop at like outlet stores and stock up inventory. So I, I built the site. Uh, I put it online uh, and I was manually reaching out to... Uh, I would say uh, blogs and sneaker blogs and fashion blogs and all that. And uh, I don't know how it happened, but blog TO picked it up uh, and they, they, they ran, they ran a article on it. Um, and uh, overnight I had 50 orders. So I'm like, I'm freaking out. Like what, what am I going to do? So uh, very, it was very difficult to fulfill those 50 orders uh, running from outlet store to outlet store, picking up stuff, loading up my car. Uh, that happened for about two months and then I figured out I can't do this how I do this right now. Uh, so I started reaching out to brands uh, directly. I didn't even know uh, how the sales hierarchy worked uh, with, the, with the brand. So I used to inf uh, email info at puma.com, info at newbalance.com, never hear back. Uh, did a bit of research, uh, found out that uh, uh, there's a sales hierarchy, uh, the sales rep in uh, every region. Uh, so I started directly reaching out to them. Uh, bothered them for a while till they gave me an account. Uh, so started with Puma uh, by by about like a year after, I think we had Puma, we had New Balance, uh, we had Timberland, a bunch of all of the major accounts. So yeah, so Sneaker Tubs, that's how my entrepreneurship journey started. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you guys a little bit about Milk because um, running an online sneaker subscription platform for two years uh, I, I wanted i wanted to do something else in sneakers because i was very interested in retail the retail aspect of it as well um for me retails more of an experience like if i go somewhere and if i if if it's able to wow me uh i think uh that's a good retail concept so i didn't want to I didn't want to start. I didn't want to start a store uh, and name it like uh, Kick Avenue or like Soul Avenue or whatever, like something that everyone does, right? So, um, so I I had the idea to start a retail store, but I didn't have a concept. Uh, but I found uh, I found a space. I signed the lease. I still didn't have a concept. Uh, one day I went to uh, one of these uh, superstores because uh, my wife was like, "Oh, we're out of milk. Like, go pick out milk." And I'm like thinking of concepts and I saw like the back wall with like the fridge with like different kind of milk um, packaging. I'm like, oh, this would be a cool back wall for a store. So I I came home, I mocked up like a back wall, drew up a logo and I'm like, ah, I'll call this milk. Um, 
and and then I needed to figure out like why it's called milk, right? The why is always a good question. So uh, what I what I did was so when I when we built the concept, I built it as all of our inventory expires in one month, just how like milk expires, right? So uh, we used to rotate inventory pretty uh, pretty frequently. Um, so so that's how milk came about uh, in I think 2017 and 2018. Blog CEO named milk uh, the number one new. Uh, fashion store in Toronto. Um, so the pandemic hit. So we had to close the retail store uh, because it didn't make sense at this point. At that point, um, but yeah, now we have a, a new era license uh, for MLB, uh, NBA, NFL, all of those hats. So Milk pretty much run. It doesn't run as a third party retailer now. It's pretty much its own brand. Uh, focusing very much on hats. Um, so Dairy Club is another company I started, which is literally the competitor for Milk. Um, Retro Sneaker Club is the competitor for Sneaker Club. So that's uh, more of a strate strategic uh, decision because uh, it's been about seven years since I started Sneaker Club and there's no direct competition still on the subscription um, uh, platform side. So I'm like, let me build my own competition. Um, so I run both those stores now. Uh, Sneaker Club is currently... Uh, in uh in conversations for an acquisition so i can't share more details about it uh right now because the deal hasn't come out yet so yeah hopefully soon yeah fingers crossed i mean you've, you've like like i said before you got a lot going on and <laughs> and you had this amazing opportunity to pitch sneaker tub to the popular show dragon's den which can you share a little bit about what that experience was like yeah sure so so they they scouted me they reached out within the first three months uh when I started the business, but the business, it wasn't doing pro proper revenue. So I'm like, ah, I don't want to go on the show and be embarrassed. Uh, so I, I, I reached out to the producer and said, um, give me a ear. Let me build this up to something and I'll reach out, reach back out to you. Uh, reach out within a year and the producer's gone. It uh, doesn't even work at CBC anymore. Uh, but someone from the team got back to me. Uh, I did the audition. So how it works is first you do an audition for uh, for the producers and then uh, if you're good enough they put you in front of the dragons but still if the pitch isn't good enough they won't put you on tv um, so i would say like 40 to 50 percent of the pictures that that actually happen uh, they don't end up on tv uh, but it was a great opportunity uh, got uh, deals from all six dragons uh, went with uh, four of them uh, and yeah rest is history <laughs> wow that must have been that must have been so cool just to go through that entire process right like it's it's not something that a lot of people get to experience so for yourself building this company it, it, it's probably a really cool learning experience for you yeah i mean everything changes on the daily right there are good days there are bad days that's why i if anyone asks me um about getting into entrepreneurship i mean it's it's not an easy right like i quit a nine to five job to work 24 hours, basically. Um, so yeah, like the whole Dragon's Den experience was amazing. Uh, luckily that pitch went really well because I knew like all my numbers. I watched every single episode of Dragon's Den, Shark Tank and Dragon's Den UK before I went in there. So I did my research. I had answers for every single question. Uh, and, and, the, and, and, and the cut you guys see on TV is a seven minute cut. But the actual presentation and the Q&A is like over an hour and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
So looking back at Sneaker Tub and Milk Toronto and, and everything you've been doing, have there been any elements that you didn't expect going into it? Um, I would say it's surprise. Like every day is a surprise. Uh, the life of an entrepreneur isn't easy. There's a lot of depression and uh, mental health issues in entrepreneurship, which I went through myself during the pandemic as well. Uh, but I think it's all about knowing what you're doing and the road that you're going. So as long as you're clear on the path and your goals, uh, it shouldn't be an issue. It's not as easy as it sounds, but um, but I think for myself, uh, I don't know about others. I think this is this is the best path I've been on. Uh, it just gives me creative control to do a lot of cool things. And that's that's why I think I love entrepreneurship. That's awesome. So we're going to throw it back to your centennial days when you graduated from the children's media program. What were some of the key lessons from the program that you still carry with you today? I think um, earlier on in the program, so I joined Centennial as an international student. Uh, so uh, I, I was born and grew up in Sri Lanka uh, till my like early 20s. Then I flew off to the UK to do my bachelor's degree, was back home in Sri Lanka for a couple of years, worked there. And then I was looking for, uh, so, so my, my bachelor's is in software engineering, believe it or not. I don't know anything about tech or software engineering, though I currently run a tech company. Like I don't, I don't know coding. Um, uh, I, I don't know where that four-year degree went, but mm -mm, nothing. Uh, I've, I've always found myself to be creative. So I wanted to do something creative for the postgraduate bit of my life. Uh, so I was researching and I found this, um, really cool program at Centennial, which is which was game design. Um, so I actually joined the game design class, went for uh, went for it for about a week and found out mm -mm, not for me. This is too technical. Uh, then I was like, OK, I need to like transfer transfer on to something. And I, I love movies and animations. Big fan of like the cartoons like Scooby Doo, SpongeBob, all of that. So I'm like, oh, children's media sounds fun. Uh, and I really, felt, really, really fell in love with it from like the first day onwards. Um, I think mostly what Centennial provided me was uh, confidence uh, in pitching. I think that really, even even up to like Dragon's Den days or even up to now, like when I pitch to like other investors, that confidence, I still carry it with me because we were pitching like TV shows left, right and center on uh, on on Centennial, and I think uh, even for my colleagues who who, who were with me, uh, my classmates, um, they found Centennial to be a great avenue uh, into the industry. So even me, so I was an international student uh, going to class four days a week. I, I lived in um, Mississauga, like the depths of Mississauga at that point. So I, I had to take uh, two buses and a subway to get to Centennial. So probably like two and a half hours in one way. Um, but I made sure uh, there was an opportunity for an internship uh, at phase four. So that's how I got the job. Uh, so one day a week on a Tuesday, which was my day off, uh, I, the, 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 the professor, the professor was like, um, do you guys, does, any, does anyone want to come in and help with like trailers? Um, uh, editing trailers or cutting trailers or putting together like social media campaigns and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, let me do it. Uh, so on my off day, I went to uh, phase four, 
uh, I was doing all of that stuff for them. And, uh, and there was an internship, like the internship portion of uh, the postgraduate program. So they, they picked me right away. So I didn't have to go around looking for other internships. Um, and then that basically turned out to be a full-time job when my internship ended and when my course ended, they offered me a full-time job. So I think, uh, I think basically uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, industry connections and how as a student, I was able to work hard, um, do the program right and transfer straight into a career uh, was one of the best things Centennial has provided for me. And I still name drop Centennial everywhere I go. <laughs> I do the exact same thing every so often. I'm like, oh, yeah, I went to Centennial. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. you went to that place. <clears throat> so what did you enjoy most about the program and about attending the Story Arts campus? I think it's um, it, it's it, mostly it's uh, being collaborative with your uh, colleagues and classmates. Uh, there was a lot of group projects. Uh, and our program was fun, like film and uh, children's media is fun. We wrote a lot of scripts. We acted some of them out, a lot of presentations, a lot of group projects. So I think um, it's it's an early step um, to get you ready for a career. Uh, teaches you a lot of collaboration. And the campus is uh, super nice as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. So what is your biggest piece of advice to someone who wants to start their own business and become an entrepreneur? Uh, I would say patience. Um, I, I, that's what I see lacking in a lot of entrepreneurs uh, right now. It's, uh, it's like I start a company, I want results the next day. Uh, it, it just doesn't happen like that. Um, it's, you, need, you need a lot of patience. So as long as you align your goals with what you're doing and, and you believe in what you're doing, your time will come, like your revenue will come, uh, but you have to be patient. Uh, you have to be really patient uh, to see the results. Um, and I think that's that's the most important thing uh, uh, advice I can give to uh, an, a budding entrepreneur. Um, and it's it's also about resourcefulness as well. Like there's a there's a lot of stuff uh, in certain areas that you can do. Like entrepreneurship is not all about you know building the next big tech company or about having a million dollar company. Uh, personally, for me, it's happiness. If I go home happy every day and if I wake up happy every day doing what I love to do, that's entrepreneurship to me, not building the next million dollar company or going public. And it's also one of those things that you, you hear from a lot of people too, right? You, you love your job. You never work a day in your life, mm -hmm. right? Is there anything you wish you would have known when you were starting out that you could tell yourself now? I mean, I wish I started earlier. Uh, I, I wish I didn't waste a lot of time in my youth partying, uh, that, that for sure. But I feel like you need to go through those motions to kind of grow and become the person you are. Uh, but, but also I didn't know entrepreneurship was such a difficult thing. Uh, I thought it would have been easier than working a job, but when you are your own boss, it's more difficult than working for someone else because you make all your decisions and you have to, uh, you have to live with the repercussions. So, uh, yeah. So if you if, if you want to be your own boss, beware that you got a wild ride ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Kamash, for being on the podcast today. Thank you guys for having me.
What a great conversation. Thank you, Kamaj, for taking the time to join us today. If you'd like to keep up with him, make sure you follow his Instagram at K-A-M-A-J-S-I-L-V-A. We have lots of great episodes ahead, so be sure to give this episode a follow and check our social media at Story Art Center to find out more details about future episodes. Until next time, I'm Pat Quigley, and this is Storyteller In Depth.